nerding cyberspace and welcome to episode 255 of the double density podcast with your host brian and angelo double density is your home to tech tales and paranormal powers now first things first angelo as here always go. here we go happy new year angelo we're bringing it back we're happy gonna see new how year. long we can take this um several listeners have already dm'd me happy new year to you so i'm just letting you know happy new year angelo no one dms me i wonder why oh yeah they can't they can email you but they, they choose not to a lot of yeah, the time. Yeah, they can just fill out a form. So much easier to just text me or DM me on a social channel. I mean, should yeah. I just give out my phone number now so people could just yeah, iMessage uh, me? Yeah, we could definitely do that. That could be something new that we could do for 2024. You uh, will uh, mark us all as spam, obviously. Yeah, great. Good idea. I uh, I, I do have a, a funny anecdote, actually. So Okay, so before before we start, like I'm going to let the, the listeners rate this anecdote if it's funny or not. So let's, let's hear this, Angelo. So do you know about the voicemail features available now on iPhones, right? Where uh, Yeah, where you can see a transcript, quote-unquote. Yeah. So, uh, for example, recently, the my town calls every once in a while. I live in a town, and of course, the message they sent out is in French, right? Because it's primarily a, a French area where I live. And uh, the translation services that Apple has translate equally uh, every time because I had two messages that were translated uh, identically. But uh, you may have to bleep some of this. But this, and I, I sent this to you, but I wanted to read it for our audience. So when it received the message, the transcription read, Bonjour, love you more. See how long at that, at least it's back until I get. They kept up naturally. And it goes on like this for a bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, then I recently one, had a very similar situation with uh, my mom leaving me a message. Oh, but your mom, was it in English at least? No, no, no. Oh, she left it in French. Okay, so there we go. So it gets very confused. Uh, And then I received another one today. Feel the most like Sydney. Does not tell the desert, etc. Put on massage at the solar. That one's pretty poetic, though. It it was, yeah. So that is not at all what it said. No. But... Uh, it, it did say something about a message, and it passed that on as massage. So I thought I'd just share this. I thought yeah. it was kind of funny. So, yeah, if you have... I, I don't know if it translates into French if your Siri is in French. That is a really good question. I'm trying to think if there's anyone I can ask, um, yeah. but I'd be very curious to know that, too. Because I use Siri in English, and the machine answers in English. I received the message in, Fr- in English the other day, and it was very well translated, actually, and the transcription was really good. Yeah. So it does work. It just doesn't work for other languages if your primary language is English. Beware multilingual uh, people out there. Angelo, uh, do you know what I did for my first big outing of 2024, which happened last night on September, uh, on September, on uh, wow. January 6th, you waited a Insurrection long Day? time. I know. Insurrection Day. Do you know how I celebrate Insurrection Day, Angelo? You went to probably a heavy metal concert of some kind. No. Ah, uh, but that was a good guess. I'm assuming. Yeah, it was like, a good guess, yes. Yeah. You went to see a... Movie, no. Oh, it is. It is a bit of a cultural event. I'll, oh, I'll you stormed the one... capital. <laughs> yes, exactly. I wore a Viking helmet. I stormed the capital. No, Angelo. I went to a bingo hall. I went to a government-sanctioned bingo hall for an evening of bingo. Did you win bingo? Are you did not win anything? Were you the youngest person there? Yes, we were the youngest group by far. Okay, I figured we definitely dragged down the median age just a tiny bit. Uh, we bought some blotters. I'm very excited to go back and, because uh, bingo is an older age type activity. Oh, absolutely! A lot of homemade snacks were were brought to the table. A lot of uh, caddies with all the different uh, dabbers that people have um, was also there, right? So if you wanted to select a green versus a teal versus a yellow dabber, you had all the options on the table. 
Well, I wish you future success in your bingo endeavors. Thank you. Um, let us talk about different kinds of endeavors. So I was talking to listener Kevin recently who brought a very interesting conundrum to the table. Okay. He found conundrum? an air tag with a set of keys. Okay. And he was trying to figure out how to signal that he had the keys to the person. The air tag, if you bring it near your phone, should tell you who it belongs to if it's set no, up properly. Not necessarily. If not it, necessarily I, I, I was going to say, if it's set up properly. Not not even that. It only gives the last four digits of a phone number or something, right? So well, it that's useless. doesn't necessarily say who it is. Yeah, because I did some deep digging after Kevin brought this up. He had a very ingenious idea, though. He said, you know, it's still within the time frame. So why don't I, you know, uh, create a map where I point, I walk around with the air tag as an arrow to my house. I guess. Do you want the person to know where you live, though? I would just kind of... That doesn't even matter at this point. The key's there, right? It's so. really weird that this person hasn't found their key yet, considering... Yeah. Yeah, that's that's quite odd. So I thought that was very, very interesting and kind of a unique take on, like, trying to be benevolent, but not knowing how to be benevolent when you're trying to give back an air tag. Because I think you could put them in lost mode or is it just a phone or a... Uh, like your AirPods, right? If you put them in lost mode, if somebody opens them in your phone, it'll actually give you the information about the person who they belong to. Yeah, but there's not a lot there. No, there's, there should be a contact number, not just the four last digits, which is really four useless last digits in this only. case. Really useless yep. in this case. Yep. If you look it up, it gives the last four digits only. I think they figure they the AirTags are for you to find them, and then it would point you in the right direction. The thing is, if like they're in somebody's house, what do you do? Knock at their house? Yeah, definitely. Why not? Okay. I mean, people do it for lost phones all the time, or That's stolen true. phones, I should say, right? I've been getting a thing where my AirPods think I've left them behind, but it's only because they were last connected to my phone at a certain area, and then I've left that area, but then they're not connected to my phone anymore. First sighting of Lollipop of the Year, she's going to the bathroom. Oh, okay. I didn't even notice her. Yeah, big fluffy tail just ran by into the hole. Okay. Angela, what did you do during your, your holidays? Not much. I did a lot of relaxing or... Watching some TVs, watching some movies. I watched all four uh, MonsterVerse movies, the uh, Monarch films, and as I'm watching the Monarch show, which I'm really enjoying, and uh, continuing my endeavor with my daughter of watching The Office. We're into season four right now. Did you play any video games? Played some video games. I got a few games on sale. Uh, I played a lot of... I was going to say FIFA, but it's not FIFA anymore. FC24 is what it's called now uh, because they lost the FIFA license. Uh, fun little soccer game. I think you've heard Wait, of it. Did you play any Tetris? I did not play any Tetris because I don't want to play a game you can't actually finish. Well, that is not the case anymore, my friend, because during the holidays, a 13-year-old named Willis Gibson, also known as Blue Scooty Online, managed to get to the kill screen on the classic NES version of Tetris, right? Um, which was not thought to be possible up until a couple of years ago, and he was the first to do it. So usually it's after 157 levels, so about 40 minutes into the game, um, he, he, he does the deed. And it's really hard at that point, and it was thought impossible for a human to actually achieve it. Yes, so one of the major advancements in Tetris tech is the concept of rolling. Okay. Do you know what that is? I don't. Okay. So basically, when you're holding a controller, right, and you press an input, it does that. Yeah. So in a speedy game like Tetris, you can only press the inputs so quickly, right? Okay. So um, Tetris speedrunners have actually kind of flipped this on its head, and they're doing they're practicing a technique called rolling. So essentially, what you're doing is you're bumping, you're holding um, 
uh, a position down, but you're bumping the back of the controller with your other hand in okay. order to make it go multiple times. So you can do like two or three or four inputs at once uh, very, very quickly to go left or right instead of just the pressing down the one because it's so much um, uh, slower to do, right? So the controller in your hand isn't the actual uh, thing moving. It is the other hand doing the work of rolling fingers onto it to push the D-pad more quickly. Okay, and it's cool kind of how, like, humans are able to adapt to things. You know, like, they they never thought... Tetris rolling proves the concept of human evolution, I think. Well, it's, you know, just like the... What was it? The, like, one-minute mile or whatever it was in, in, in marathon running where people thought the it was four impossible. four-minute mile. Four-minute mile. I don't know how fast people run the fly. I'm used to watching the flash. <laughs> It's like the the four minute mile, right? Like if it was thought impossible, and then once one person broke through, lots of people started doing that. And I wonder if this is going to be the case with Tetris being finished. So there are three people already who've done See? it. Yes. See, so yeah. it happens real quick. Yes. Yeah, so on January third, a user named Fractal One Sixty One, the person who kind of orchestrated the entire challenge into itself did it and then just a day later on the fourth pixel andy uh who streams on twitch also did that and uh as you can watch their um reactions it's a lot of fun to watch um them finally conquering something that's years in the making it's just so weird that after 40 years this is happening yeah well i mean like this is a very specific build it's kind of like the standard build that people play off of um when they're trying to benchmark speedrunning the nes because obviously there are so many different versions of unlicensed uh, tetris games especially in the wild west of dos years yeah I, I just think like you know like a 13 year old shouldn't be spending all this time indoors playing tetris he should be spending all this time indoors playing fortnite <laughs> oh you're talking about the anchor Ugh. let's talk that's about a, that's hard to watch yeah, so if you head to the show notes, you can watch a Sky News anchor berate a 13-year-old, tell him to go outside, tell him that beating a video game isn't a life goal. Um, she kinda... managed to uh, sound old and uh, crotchety in one film. Yes, scene. I agree. Also, like the kind of mom that doesn't want you to go and have fun with your friends. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, it's very unfortunate that there's, like, this is definitely a take that, like, would have worked in the 80s. And then I saw a little bit less so. And then the last 20 years, uh, no go. Yeah, but I mean, it's just so frustrating to see stuff like that. It's just annoying. It's it's basically the old generation. Although, like, I don't think she's much older than me. If if prob if possibly she's probably younger than me, and she should be used to video games. Yeah, but you're wearing a Nintendo sixty four. <laughs> yeah, Do you think she owns one? Yeah, probably not. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Let's talk about something else that happened on January first, which is oh boy, the murky waters of copyright. So, good news, Steamboat Willie, the first Mickey Mouse cartoon, has moved into the public domain, and since then, there have been a, n- a number of things, including horror movies, uh, an indie um, horror video game, and more have uh, now crawled up and uh, come to the surface, right? So, obviously, the classic copyright tactics have been used by Disney in order to bring things down, even though being able to watch Steamboat Willie is uh, free and legal on YouTube and re-uploading and uploading and remixing and doing all the things you want to your heart's desire um, to Steamboat Willie are allowed. Um, it's it's an interesting problem to have because this is probably the biggest piece of public domain media that has hit in quite a long time. And uh, how to navigate the waters of that and also differentiation between Steamboat Willie Mickey as well as uh, the more classic older Mickey, right? So, or slash newer Mickey with the, the gloves, for example, right? Because Steamboat Willie does not have gloves. Yeah, so you can't 
actually just use Mickey's likeness in any you way cannot. you want. You can use this specific Mickey, but like the yes. oh boy Mickey, you can't like use him. That is correct. Yeah, and you can't. You cannot like, use the oh boy can we Mickey. Get, yeah, do you have to bleep that actually? No, we're okay. Good. We're safe. I, my my impression of Mickey wasn't strong enough to. Not only that, but that's critique, right? So. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh boy. So. I mean, uh, critique and parody also have, like, long existed, right? So that's that's been a defensible kind of thing. But it's been interesting because, like, this is a U.S.-specific copyright problem that has become a global problem because people are misreading it. And across the world, of course, you uh, uh, different copyright terms expire at different times for different pieces of media, too, right? So some of the stuff is still under copyright in other parts of the world. I mean, it's sort of like the whole patent dispute that Apple's having with Massimo, where they can sell their Apple Watch everywhere except the U.S. Yes. Yeah. So, it's a, yeah, it's a bit of a, a confusing time in order to understand what you can and cannot use it for, right? Um, also, you cannot use Mickey in a way that makes it think that, like, it's an official Disney product, right? So, or Steamboat Willie, I should say. The Steamboat Willie, the V1 Mickey cannot be used in a way that, you, oh, there's a new Disney movie starring Steamboat Willie. That is not the case, right? So things like horror movies and survival horror games do make sense in this case because it's clearly not made by Disney. Is Disney going to change their little intro thing to the Disney Studios animated features? Right? Cause it I don't is know. That's a good question. Will, right? It's the Steamboat Willie theme music, and you kind of see them quickly. We'll have to take a look at the Disney calendar to see what is dropping soon and yeah. get an idea of what's being changed there. Yeah, there's I'd a princess movie coming out soon. I don't know which one, but I can't remember the name of the title. Wish came out. What are you talking about? Wish came out already? Yes. Oh, I forgot. Clearly I know, plugged I, into I, the Zedgeist. No, I, can, I just can't follow all the stuff that's coming out. There's, yeah. a new, uh, there's some new Marvel stuff dropping soon, so it'll be fun. I'm uh, looking forward the, to watching The adults-only X- Marvel stuff? So my, my daughter is really upset that she saw the TVMA thing there and she can't watch it. Well, she could if you have a conversation with her. I think she's old enough. Well, I, I, I'm going to watch it first and see. Because I, I almost want to show her the Daredevil stuff on Netflix, but it's that's, like, really violent. But there's, I mean, it's fake violence. Yes. I also she, think she really wants to watch Deadpool. Like, really wants to watch it. I'll, I'll have to watch it first and see if there's any, like, scenes that would make her uncomfortable to watch with Dad. That's because I, I honestly don't think the violence would bother me. It's like if there's I, I remember there's kind of like nudity in it and I think that would be a little too difficult to watch with with a child. With a kid, yeah. Yeah. But she's not a child anymore. Like I mean she's I was gonna say she's a, not a child a anymore. You can kind of right? help like, guide her along, right? Like and she what upsets her is many people in her class have actually watched Deadpool. And then you, and that's the one Marvel movie coming out this year. Yes. Oh, it's true. It's this year. Wow. All right. Yeah. Already. yeah. Time is going by quickly. Let's talk about time going by quickly in terms of uh, replacing humans with robots. Yet again, I want to talk about Spotify as the last um, bit of, of news for the uh, first episode of 2024. So uh, back in the day, and I'm talking like 78 years ago, like Spotify was really big on curated playlists, like things like Rap Caviar, as well as several. And I, I listened to podcasts and interviews with several metal musicians who talked about the rise of curated playlists by human beings being instrumental in the uh, resurgence of certain bands who hadn't been doing so hot and then reintroducing a hot song into the list suddenly you know grows their fan base again regenerates their fan base um and spotify is kind of slowly doing away with that right because what they're doing now is they're doing algorithmic kind of things they're doing um highly specialized highly curated things based on the individual user so it's less about curation and more about um uh, enhancing what the algorithm sees you doing and trying to point you in the right direction apple's always been big on their curated playlists and apple music as a differentiator from them and spotify I think Spotify is still more successful with their playlists, but Apple, like they, they've many times said that they have people specifically creating these playlists. 
but from what I've understood, on the flip side, Spotify's recommendation engine is so much ahead of Apple Music. I've never really experienced it because I've been using Apple Music for 10 years at this point. But that's just me. I know you're a Spotify boy. I'm one, a Spotify boy, and two, like a human curator first. I do love the idea of a curated playlist done by human beings with tastes. Yeah. Um, I find that really interesting. I think it's also like a really interesting kind of discussion to be had if we take a step back, right, of the um, Rotten Tomatoes versus movie critics of the world. Like movie critics have like pretty much lost their relevance, right? So, you know, trying to be a tastemaker in the film in the world of cinema is kind of a difficult thing. Like, can you name a newer movie critic that you're into? This is so weird because I was listening to the most recent episode of the talk show with uh, John Gruber. His guest was a uh, previous guest of Double Density, uh, Casey Liss. And they were talking about how since Siskel and Ebert, like, it's kind of hard to find a movie critic you can actually just name. Yeah. Isn't there like a mean movie critic guy who uh, he's like the one guy who gave Toy Story 3 a bad review? Oh, yes. I don't. Uh, who is this? I can't think of his name, but I know people have talked where he just tries to say the opposite of what everybody else is saying just to be provocative. But I don't remember his name. And that just proves the point that there's no memorable movie critics anymore. And Siskel and Ebert were like the last ones. One of them is named Cole Smithy, and I don't know if that's who you're thinking of. That's not the name I'm thinking of, but that's okay. It doesn't really matter. It just It just kind of proves the point, Brian. Oh, no. Is this what I think it is? Brian has been lost to the dredges no. of the internet now. No, 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 no. You don't understand. Oh, God. Okay. Um, Cole Smithy is Chris Chan's half-brother or brother. I don't know who you're talking about. <sighs> is he somebody we've talked about? If you know who Chris Chan is, podcast at gmail.com. Um, probably the most documented person on the internet, Angelo. Really? Of all time. Yes. Was in jail last year for... Um, oh, yeah. Okay. No, we've talked about this person. Yes. Okay. I know yes. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Cole Smithy is a movie critic. And apparently, according to this old Cinebelin article, one of two people who gave Toy Story 3 a rotten review when they came out. It, it My worlds be, are getting smaller and smaller. Yeah. This, is, it, it this kind of messed them. up. So it's, it's kind of weird. Yes. Anyways, back to the, 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 the point I'm trying to make is that, like, we are now doing audience agreements with each other. And it's actually, like, you know, and I hate using the term the culture war, but, like, how many places or how many movies on Rotten Tomatoes have you seen review bombed f- for one agenda or another, right? And I saw that's, you know, the idea of individual taste is being erased in favor of consensus-based agreements. But a lot of those agreements are actually fractured. Yeah, and you picked the wrong name because there were two names to choose from, and it was Armand White that I was thinking of. Oh, well, listen, Cole Smithy, I see the name, I fall down the rabbit hole. That's okay. It's not a problem, right? And it haunts me every single day, Angelo. <sighs> but yeah, I, it's kind of interesting because, like, we talked about the role of AI and, like, where it fits in with all these, like, different creative pursuits, right? Like, on the flip side of things in terms of, like, content creation, things like ChatGPT, like, how do we um, come to the table of that or fully uh, realize, like, AI music creation, right? Like, you can take a pseudo-famous non-singer's voice and do something with it, right? So I recently saw Homer Simpson sing the Goo Goo Dolls quite well. I mean, yeah, yeah, if he could reach uh, that register, it's great. (laughs) But I mean, like, we are literally living in an age of the multiverse, right? So if you consider, like, for example, like, I think the prime example of this would be Fortnite. There's so many different IPs at play in Fortnite. You could be Robocop, you could be... 
I, I think there's some Disney characters in there, obviously. You can be anything. You can be Marvel characters. You can be anything, right? So I think this is kind of the next you know, logical step in terms of the multiverse is anyone can impersonate anyone they want at any given time. <laughs> I just wanted to kind of go back to the Spotify human-curated yeah. playlist because – and even the Apple Music ones, it kind of brings brings us back to the old days of the radio DJ where their personality would come through in the songs they chose to play on the radio. Absolutely. I'm going to take that one step further, Angela. My wife and I were listening to compilation CDs the other night, like from the 90s. Yeah, like Big Shiny Tunes, which we've talked about this before. Yes. Well, I was thinking more Groove Station, right? So Chris Shepard, Groove Station in the, in the 90s in Canada, like the dance mixes. Oh, the so dance So these music. were actually like mixed together. Oh, okay. So like it would. It so the would tracks like... would blend into each other, and a lot of the tracks were remixes of the original. Um, so it was kind of like a it not only highly curated, but actually physically molded um, piece of of media given to you as a quote unquote like continuous mix. Obviously broken up by songs, but blended in. Yeah. Well, here in Montreal, we had an MC Mario Mastermind or whatever the hell it was called. He was like MC the, Mario. Yeah. Yeah. He was the DJ at the Dome, which was a club here. Yeah, he used to be on the radio here, the big, yeah. the big pop radio here. Yeah, um, owned a Putin place called uh, Vladimir Putin at one point. That was a block away from my old place of work, and I, I saw the MC Mario Jeep or SUV one morning on the way to work, and it was very confusing to me. I don't think he's still uh, actively DJing. He might be. I think he's still actively DJing, but he's not on the radio. Okay. Like he got the boot a couple of years ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you name so if your I were going to MC Mario Mario Tremblay. So on Instagram, MC Mario. Oh, his page doesn't work. Oh, there we go. Suddenly it loads. He's got ten thousand followers. That's not that. Let much. us head on over to mcmario.com. Take a look. What is see what he's up to? Has he played any gigs recently? We're not quite sure. We're well. not quite sure. Oh, so mcmario.com redirects to his Facebook page. Okay, that's great. And uh, he is putting up mixes on Mixcloud. Interesting fun okay good for him i guess i mean it looks like he's still doing um random days or random evenings or random events okay that's interesting to know uh like two percent of our listeners will care about that one um but yeah i think it's a really interesting time and an unfortunate time right so for example um spotify is now treating the ability to be considered for playlists um in order if uh if acts give up a bit of their revenue share any way to claw money back from the artist it's ridiculous so playlisting was a big feature right and a lot of services like there was a whole cottage industry built up around being able to pitch to um certain uh curators um and that existed too that is bonkers to me do you feel like you can become a spotify curated playlist manager no i don't care enough okay i don't care enough and i don't listen to a wide enough I I also listen to too much random styles of music for to make sense for me to to niche down. Like we could have Brian screaming music metal mix. Yeah, we could for sure. I would not listen to that, but for sure we could do that. Okay. Is this something you're interested in in doing in the new year in Apple? Yeah, maybe. Old guy rock. Yeah. Dad guitar rock. My hip There's, hurts. I guarantee you there's already a playlist of dad guitar rock. For sure, but you can also uh, put your own spin on it. Yeah, it's true. With that, Angela, let us head on over to the uh, paranormal side of things for the first time in 2024. Great. Did you hear? 
Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? It's coming. It's coming. It's hard to play. We're almost there. Three, two, one. Disclosure is imminent. Welcome back to Double Density. And as always, we're switching gears from Tick to the Paranormal. So there's one topic this week that I wanted to talk to you about. So I found a post on the High Strangers subreddit um, entitled Rare Footage of the Apparition of the Blessed Virgin Mary to Pow Vietnam, my friend. And so firstly, video quality, not that great. Let's be honest here, right? So this happened in January 2009, and it looks like it was shot on the camcorder. Well, so this is one of my favorite comments, which I can't really seem to find right now, but it, it was why... Are these things always filmed by people jumping on a trampoline? <laughs> I agree. There's a lack of stabilization. But if you head on over to one of the links, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, but if you head on over to the link for the Redneck Perspectives <laughs> website, uh, there are far better videos to view there at the bottom of the post. So the good news is I managed to track down um, better shots of of the uh, Tapau sighting. So essentially what this is is that the – Virgin Mary moves at one point. The statue of the Virgin Mary, because all these people are doing this pilgrimage, right? And they're showing up. They're moving. Um, I w- yeah, I-, I was really confused about this at first, because I thought the white thing we saw was an actual apparition, which would have been pretty cool. But no, the statue's already there, yes. illuminated. Yes. And people are freaking out that this thing is moving. I've never heard of this miracle before, right? Like, I've heard... I, I love these types of religious miracles right the the one in uh, lords the one in garabandal wait hold on angelo is uh he's turned around what are you doing wait is that, oh my god he's got water angelo are you are you is this the is are you doing a water into wine thing no but i can angelo the enemy of yes ending here on double density i podcast. can get guess which card i'm holding the three of aces nine of diamonds you're wrong <laughs> brian uh but no i'm not turning water into wine but it's just like I like these things. I think they're kind of neat, very creepy. Any like when I was a kid, my mom would get these Italian magazines that would talk about the Virgin Mary crying blood. Of course, she always cries blood for some reason. Like, can't she cry regular tears like a normal not statue? noticeable, Angelo? Who's yeah, that's true, notice, right? like, who's, to... who's busy staring at statues all day long to notice that it's it's water, right? So yeah, so I grew up with these like you know stories of stigmata, stories of astigmatism, things like that, right? Like. No, you didn't laugh my dad joke. Come on, Brian. Right? Like that it that was a thing. I am I am I'm no I'm not selling you uh, in exchange for no selling me on the water into wine. You know, just as a side note, my favorite thing from the Sopranos was the malapropisms that they do, right? Like, oh <laughs> you know, he's got a stigmata in his eye and yeah, like yeah. That, right? Like stuff like that I used to love. Like how he were how that guy was a Russian interior decorator. <laughs> um yeah, so this going back to this is that I've never heard of this one. And right, like in Lourdes, there was the miracle of the sun. Yep. In Garabandal, there were the little girls creepily running backwards right. and uh, running and st- staring in ecstasy. Uh, but it, I always chalk these up to sort of like mass hysteria, kind of like the, the little kids that all saw that UFO at that school in England, like with the alien. If you watched the special on Netflix, there was a, a UFO thing on Netflix recently. And there was, you know, they were interviewing these kids. Oh, I know what I saw. And then one guy just comes out and says, no, I made the whole thing up. I started pointing. Everybody else started pointing and freaking out about it and believed what I said. 
And this is sort of like what happened here. And the so, people now are, are remembering back saying, no, no, he, d- he was pointing to a real alien. But the guy who pointed to the alien is saying, no, I made it all up. Why do people right. not think? And right. these people still have this memory etched in their mind, even though it's like 30 years later. So in this case, what? This was 2009, I believe? Yeah, January where, 2009. Yeah, so filmed on a camcorder. HD video still wasn't really prominent. Not everybody had high-quality uh, footage. Another comment I saw on Reddit from the post you sent me is that it seems like as technology and cameras go up, these types of events go down, which is, of course, because they can't be easily captured. It, like you can't, You can easily capture something with high quality now, so you can't mistake it for something that it's not. Correct. Um, but, you know, Roswell technology, et cetera. Anyways, um, so some background on Vietnam before I forget. So there are 100 million people estimated to live in Vietnam, and there are over 7 million Catholics. So 7% or 7.5% of the population uh, is Catholic, right? So it's very interesting to think that, like, you know, if you were to sort of extrapolate upon that, and then the, the mass amount of people there that have gathered um, at a later to Pal, there's, like, hundreds if not thousands at this point if you watch the actual he like. So what I think the original video is in the Reddit thread is someone shooting – the screen? Yeah, I, it looks like it because it's too far away. And what's more interesting is not like that you don't see anything really because it's not clear. It's more the gasping of the crowd that kind of got yes. to me. I thought yeah. that was kind of cool. But again, all it takes is a few people to say, oh, my God, look, it's moving. And everybody else thinks they see it moving because that's how mass hysteria works. And, of course, I sound like the stereotypical skeptic now. It's mass hysteria, Swamp Guess. Okay, so maybe you have a chance to redeem yourself in the classic skeptic stance. Is this miracle hurting anyone? No, not at all. Right? Yeah. It's, I don't feel like it's hurting anybody. I just think what it's hurting is people's understanding of psychology, right? <laughs> like that this is how it works, right? Like you, you think that something is happening, and if there's a big enough crowd, everybody's going to buy into it. Well, I mean, you and I talk about the, the, the idea of belief, the process of belief, uh, to quote the Bad Religion album, um, a little, like, pretty regularly as it comes to, like, you know, UFO and UAP stuff, right, and things like ghosts and things like that, right? Like, the, the wanting to believe is so vast, right? And I think this, especially because it's connected to a religious event, the wanting to believe is so core to the tenant of the religion itself, right? Because you're, you're not just an adherent to religion necessarily. You're not, a, you know, a lot of people are, like, part-time religious people, but a lot of people... You know, if you're making a pilgrimage, they're all in. Yeah, no, no, this is it's it's enhanced at this point where you are primed to actually see something interesting and that you want to see a miracle happen. Yeah, you want that validation that you get from it. So of course, all these people are going to turn around and say it happened. It happened, um, despite the the rough footage of (laughs) that occurring. And is it rough? Like, and you see this even. Uh, which we, we bring him up pretty often, but you see this at like the Benny Hinn stuff where he knocks people over and the bodies hit the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a, I mean, like that kind of fundamentalism. I almost want to do an episode on it, but there's like so many different strands of fundamentalism that we could cover. Um, so, and, like, somebody different... has to have done a, a Benny Hinn compilation with the oh, Benny there's Hill a ton. music. No, there's with the ton. Benny Hill music, right? With, oh, uh, yeah. Yakety Sax. And like, there's got to be that there because it's Benny Hinn, Benny Hill, pretty close. Yeah, there's a. I'm I'm trying to think of like the different grifters that I know of. Peter Popov. So Peter Popov, I think, is like the most prevalent one. Also, like the one of the crazier ones, right? Because 
Uh, my wife and I love to laugh about the one. There's one where he throws a walker into the air, and he's like, you know, you could walk. Yeah, well, no, it's like a, a, the you know, I can't I can't remember the quote exactly, but it's like the devil doesn't want you to need this anymore, and like or whatever it is, like the devil is like causing this curse on you that you're now like moving away from. Yeah, so I I just wanted to point out also like when you look at this Reddit post, what also threw me off is the title because it says rare footage of the apparition of the blessed virgin yeah and that's it's not what apparition. Could, yeah so that's what threw me off i'm like holy moly this is really amazing that this white thing showed up in a crowd until i saw the video the pictures on the redneck website you sent me where it's oh no it's a statue yes again it's already there. lights illuminating it yeah <laughs> any flicker in that light will really play on your eyes again if you're primed to want to believe something. So the happen. funny thing, and listeners don't know this, right, because we're, we're doing this over Zoom. But as you were making your point, Angelo, that was so compelling. Your camera was zooming in on you. And I was like, this is the perfect moment here. I was, I'm was. i getting really excited yeah. about this. Do you know what and it reminds me of? And this is a callback to some episodes we did. It reminds me of the videotape of the Guardian UFO a little bit. In terms of oh, quality. yeah. I mean, it's like 15, 16 here. years out. But like it kind of like reminds me of the same thing. Yeah, they're they're only a few years apart, really. Well, oh, I mean, Guardian, Guardian happened in the mid nineties. This happened oh, in it's mid nineties. Okay, I was fifty. Okay, yeah. Sorry, in my head, Guardian happened in two thousand five. I'm off by ten years. Time has no meaning. So my favorite thing about this start is all these people calling for stabilization software, and in the middle of it, uh, with not too many upvotes, is the one of the uh, better stabilized normal videos that no one's like paying attention to because everyone's like, you should stabilize this, and it just reminds me of the idea of asking for help versus seeking answers. Where is the stabilized video? Oh, there's like a YouTube link in one of the comments in the middle of the the. Oh, the lady the, of right. the lady of things. The lady the, of things. The lady of Zutian. Yeah, here it is. No, no, not that one. There's no, another that's one. Cairo. Okay. No, there's another one afterwards. Okay. But yeah, this stuff is is it's kind of really fun in a way because you see human psyche at work. Absolutely. And belief is such an interesting thing, and we've talked about this a bunch, like, especially, like, within the first 100 episodes, one of my favorite episodes we did was about demons, right, and about demonology and about exorcism and possession and things like that, and just, and even just, like, a couple episodes ago, we covered that, the, the old 2020 documentary about the first documented uh, televised case of exorcism, exorcism in the yeah. 90s, right, and the idea of, like, sometimes your belief uh, intermingles with your psyche a little too much, right? And so you get results like this, or you get results like someone thought they saw something, and suddenly hundreds, if not thousands, of people are starting to believe that they saw something together. Yeah, no, it's it's again these religious things. As a kid, because I was raised Catholic and sort of like you know you follow along with what you're raised into, I thought, wow, this is amazing. Why don't people understand this more? And have they studied this? And now, as a grown up. Uh, mildly to put it like as uh, something I'm sometimes I'm not mentally grown up but I'm I'm physically an adult I realize well why people didn't really look into it more because they didn't want to they just wanted to believe what they saw in front of them I'd be curious to see if you went up against your parents and show them this what they would say yeah I don't I think my parents my dad in his old age for sure doesn't really care and my mom is like (laughs) sort of like she's kind of like Meh, with I, I, like, I don't, like, they don't go to church every Sunday or anything like that. Right. So, but my mom used to buy it. Like, my mom's a big fan of Padre Pio, and so the so the like, do you know who Padre Pio is? Right. They're making no. a movie about him. He's a he's a. I mean, I know he's a priest. I don't know much about. He's him. He's a priest, and he had stigmata and all this stuff. But and my mom like has a has like a a pendant with his face on it, and she's like a big fan, right? Well, it turns out 
that my next door neighbor is related reincarnated. To him. No, it's related to him. Like How many she, degrees though? Uh, I think he was a great uncle, or I think he was her dad's great uncle. So pretty oh, okay. close. It's not that far. Not that no, far, not yeah. that far at all. So, and she has the same last name. Interesting. So it's kind of fu- kind of funny. And when my mom found out, it it was like you know, it was like Chris Farley meeting uh, meeting Paul McCartney, sort of. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at his Wikipedia entry now. He's canonized. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's canonized. I mean, I think he was you know like again with the stigmata stuff. The person who has it believes it, but they're probably injuring themselves without knowing. Oh, let's go into personal views. Let's do this. What's personal views? What do you mean? Oh, I'm just taking a look at his politics. Okay, he was he, he was a, a negative on Mussolini as time passed. Okay, we're good. We're good here. Yeah, no, I, I don't think he was a bad person. No, no, no. Uh, I was just laughing about the idea of him, uh, you know. Uh, it says, like, uh, it was not especially conservative with politics. Good for you, sir. Yeah. Wish we could live in that world. What a dream to live in. Just uh, yeah, the kind news. Of just, just before I forget, though, and I don't know if I mentioned this via text. Yes, I did, I think. My uh, my parents, my dad especially, is, like, semi-religious. For some reason, he, he watches, like, online masses when he can't go to, like, okay, his regular weird. church. Yeah. And he was complaining to me about how his Christmas Eve mass was all kinds of, of messed up. I think I told you this, Angela, but he was really mad at two things. One, they introduced a magician in the middle of the service. Yes, kids, okay, yes, you told me about this. Which yeah. he got mad about. And uh, I think the irony of explaining why a magician in church service is funny would be lost on him if I tried to get into it, so I did not. And then he also complained the choir decided to sing jingle bells. That is not a proper religious no. choir do you have, song. Do you have any favorite Christmas hymns or Christmas songs? I'm I'm partial to the one where the guy is forcing the woman to stay with him. No, no I'm talking <laughs> religious cold outside. Oh, uh, that's religious. If baby, it's cold outside. It's not religious. <laughs> yes, the baby, of course, is referring no, to Ave baby Maria Jesus. is kind of cool. Yeah. That one's, that that's not Christmas, though. Yeah, but they play at Christmas. <laughs> uh, Go Tell on Mam is a good one. All right, yeah. Uh, God Rest Ye Merry Men. Yeah, that one's a good one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess Ave Maria The, the Bells Christmas. one is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, uh, yeah, there's a ton that's out there that you could sing instead. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, like, I mean, it's kind of appropriate having a magician there because that's what Jesus was, right? Like, he turned water into wine like so many other magicians. Like, go. I wasn't going to do it before, but... No, you didn't, me. and you refused because you're a Philistine. You're a dilettante. You're a yeah. religious dilettante, Angelo. And uh, even though that is the case, I'm still <sighs> friends with you somehow, some way. My friend, I think we've hit the end of episode 255 of the Double NSC podcast. Our happy 20, new year episode. 20, yeah, exactly. Where can people find us? Let's see if you can do this right. DoubleDensity.net. There's a form to fill out. You can send us your Happy New Year wishes, your hopes and dreams for tech and paranormal in the coming year. Maybe we'll talk about that soon. Uh, like, before we go, do you have any hopes and dreams for technology and then surviving. for the paranormal? Surviving. surviving technology, okay. And for yeah. the paranormal, surviving the surviving, European invasion. Yeah. I don't need a haunting. I don't need to be cursed. I don't want to be taken onto a spaceship. I do not want any of that this year. Just give me a normal year. Yeah. Um, did you even stay up till midnight for New Year's Eve? I did not. We celebrated with the Azores. So at 8, oh, 8 o'clock, we celebrated Happy New Year. We had people over and kicked them out by 9.30. You got drunk, slapped them around a little bit, called them a night. We had uh, non-alcoholic uh, apple cider. I mean, apple cider is delicious in general. Yeah, it was really good. It was like, uh, it was a bubbly a- apple drink. It was great. Is it a Michel Jean Dwight joint? No, it wasn't actually, but we but we do have that one too. Love we, it. My my love kids it. absolutely love it. Yeah. 
They have, I uh, think we had some this. together, maybe, when you were here. I can't remember, though. Did we? Maybe we did. Maybe, yeah. But Yeah. But we also, we have not seen each other more than a year at this point. I think that's something we need to discuss. Really? In person? We haven't? Yeah. No. We didn't see each other once in 2022. October 2022. Oh, was that long ago you came yeah, over? I just realized that the other night. So we, we'll have to do an IRL thing together. Yeah. I had people over. We played some guitar together. It was kind of fun. Oh, did you? What'd you play? Um, so my friend's daughter is learning how to play guitar. She played a few things on the acoustic, and we just played along with her. It was kind of fun. Oh, we played Riptide. Play? Riptide was Oh, yeah. Uh, Stand By Me. That was kind of fun. Okay. Classic. Um, I had them play the chords to the of the uh, solo in Stairway to Heaven as I muddled my way through that solo. <laughs> that was kind of fun. How embarrassing was that for you? No, it was really fun. We all had a good time. Yeah? Is there a video of this? No video. No video. Mm, Video's not allowed in my house. Interesting. <laughs> you can also find us over on Instagram, Double Dynasty Podcast, where I've been posting a lot, a lot more. It's been fun to do that. Um, barely posting on Twitter. We just joined threads, thanks to Angela's suggestion, so I've, I've posted a couple of threads there. I looked at threads today, and then I decided not to join. When I saw, like, all this... So you know how, like, the data, it follows you when you look at the App Store on yes. the... And it follows all the data. It just asks for all the data from your phone. It's that is ridiculous. Correct. It is ridiculous. Yeah, but you've already given it to Facebook at some point, right? So many years ago, that was before I even had like the. I never had Facebook on my phone. Right. What I'm saying is they still have a ton of information about you, whether you've sunsetted your account or not. They uh, still have true. it somewhere. Yeah. Right? But so. I mean, it's changed at this point. So you better. Uh, I don't know. Continue to go offline. In I mean, things are easier for Santa now because he just accesses the Facebook database. Do you so? Do you have any parable wishes, hopes, and desires? Do you think? Do you want UAPs to be a real thing? Do you want the government to finally come out and say, "Hey, guess what? They're I... real. They're here, and they're you know what is it? They're natural. What is the the Seinfeld quote from Terry Hatchell? They're they're, they're natural, real and they're, they're spectacular. There we go. UAPs. They're real and spectacular. Disclosure is uh, coming this year. Everyone. I want. It, it, this mixes the two, technology and paranormal. I want somebody with a really good iPhone or Samsung or whatever, good phone with great camera. There are plenty right now. Any, oh, I hit my microphone. Any flagship phone from any manufacturer has an amazing camera on it. Take that really good phone. That's my technology wish. And take a really good picture of any paranormal thing at all. Could be oh, a ghost. going to be a stone cold could, there. You no, know. no, it could be a co- ghost. could be a religious thing. That would be pretty cool. You know, if you have a if you have a statue that cries blood, god damn it, take a video with your stupid phone and show it crying blood. I like this. I like this angering you. You never uh, you never get this worked up. I love the idea. I did my own little rel- I did my yeah. religion. I, I thought you were gonna tell me my... Stone Cold Style to shove it up my ass. And I was got I got like kind of excited at you kind of cutting a promo right here on Double Density. That's the other th- wish for this year is for us to start our own wrestling company. <laughs> we're, gonna uh, hire, we... we're gonna hire a, uh, we're gonna hire Al Snow. He's yeah. doing well in uh, Ohio, so like <laughs> Ohio, Ohio Valley Wrestling. It's not an, actually in Ohio, but I, I took me. It took me like three episodes of that show to realize. Oh, this is not actually in Ohio. No, it's Ohio just Valley. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah, it's right. it's a region thing, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, my friend. I'm going to call it quits for episode so, two fifty five. Yeah, so go get your good phone. Take a picture. Yeah. 2024, if you can take a good picture of some kind of anomalous event, Angela Fiorentino will personally transfer 0.00001 Bitcoin to you, which is like, I don't know, like 30 bucks or something. I I have a prediction that will not happen. That won't happen this year. Nobody's going to use their really good phone with their really Any phone since 2015 has an amazing camera in it. And no one's going to use it to take a video. Also, after 23 uh, false starts, 23 false starts, the 24th time of the year of disclosure is coming. It's surely (laughs) going to be the right one, right? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. We'll be there to cover it when it does Exactly. Tune in next episode as Angela and I 
Eat Crow, Eat Our Words, as the first uh, paranormal event of 2024 um, comes into the fold and allows us then to, uh, you know, uh, claim that we were wrong here on Double Density. So tune in for that episode. In a couple of weeks, we'll be doing uh, another Coast to Coast. And uh, listen through, we're doing Victor, the alien. So we'll be oh, yeah. doing that in a couple of weeks. But until then, you can catch us right here. See ya.